Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Boy Time podcast. I've, I've got a guest here. He's sitting in a very burgundy, burgundy I, jacket. Did you call it burgundy? I, I would, I would, I sir. Call it a sort of a, oh, a rusty brown or an almond. I'd maybe call, call it an, an autumnal almond, perhaps. I definitely feel like. I'm an undercover cop who is pretending to be a drama student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to write plagiarism on the board and go, what do you guys know about this? <laughs> if you haven't worked out from those uh, rich tones filling in for Dave Elliott <laughs> this week, it's none other than your Uncle Mickey Bartlett. Yeah. Hello, Uncle Mick. How's it going, Molly? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would make us sisters, would it? That's <laughs> <laughs> In the biblical sense, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, fuck Dave. He's away for his birthday. He's in Nice. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the court case is coming up, but um, he's in Nice with his wife, which oh, I hate. Uh, the fact that he's doing that, I don't hate his wife. Well, do it away because she's married to him. Aye. So I can't be. I'm the same with your wife, Colin's wife. Yeah, yeah, just uh, all the way. Here's Mrs. <laughs> like, Aaron's right hand. <laughs> <laughs> you growing up and leaving. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's away for his birthday. I just want to wish him happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dave. He's just not a nice guy, though, is the thing. I mean, he's nice on the surface, isn't he? Yeah, but you know, there's there's, you know he's got a darkness on him. He's killed. You can see in his eyes. Yeah. He has felt a man's last He's killed. Night. Not on stage, but. No, I mean, he certainly <laughs> killed my will to live. <laughs> Only joking, Dave. Thanks for doing support the Ulster Hall. I'm taking him off you soon. Yeah, you got that plug in early on, Ulster yeah, Hall. Um, you, you've stolen my boy, really. I'm sorry about that one, but uh, that's what you get whenever uh, you know you do cute things like whenever you and Colin have your videos together. And, <laughs> and I don't know what. It's fucking me and Dave getting called sidekicks by Riggsy. So from now on, the sidekicks are taking over the Ulster Hall for one night. <laughs> the <laughs> sideman <Yeah>. live. <laughs> Robin and Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a full dining experience of just side orders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tapas. <laughs> Tap, 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 tap. It's a night of tapas. I'd love to see that Mickey I Bartlett. Tap, 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 <laughs> Sorry. Tap, tapas. Here, no joke. I uh, I was doing... Have you done Angel Comedy in London before? I have, I have. Uh, Unreal, isn't it? Fantastic, yeah. Um, you did it for your tour show, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I was there about a week and a half, two weeks ago. After the show, some friends that had been at the show were... I was walking to the tube and they were walking the same way. And one of them was like, hey, come on, have dinner with us. And... I was so tired that I couldn't think of an excuse and I didn't want to lie. I just wanted to go back to my hotel. So I was like, oh, because it was an early show and I was like, I'm going to get a nice sleep here. You come to Uh, the hotel. You know know I'm a partier. I like to get back to my hotel. I I bought Melon and Marxies beforehand and I had it in my bag so I just wanted to have that. I always think as well, you've got a wee Melon or even like a pineapple medley or something in your yeah. bag all you're thinking is that's going to get real soft yep if oh I get yeah, back yeah. this quick yeah you know so I mean? so I, I ended up going out for some day um with people that were at the show and it was the first time i'd had tapas and it was in london i've never had it before i don't like it because i don't like it, <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> because my dinner is my dinner Aye. so they were ordering i was you know i don't i didn't know to order loads of stuff so i was just like i just have the squid they're Aye. very me, right? By the way, you like a bit of squid, do you? Just the squid, yes. We just don't eat the squid. Uh, I've been mean, since pussy was a kitten. I've always, <laughs> I've always. You I'm can't sure. have eaten and pussy in the same sentence and not accept me to go oh. <laughs> 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 your tummy rumble when I said that. <laughs> so, so, so uh, don't talk about that. But anyway, um, I I ordered just Sorry one. Sorry, fucking myself. I ordered just one thing. <laughs> And the guys beside me were like ordering four or five things. I was like, "That's greed. That's what right. that is. You'll you not eat." Think. I was thinking, "You'll you'll not eat right. that, but you you'll be paying for it. You won't digest You'll be paying for it." And uh, and then it arrived, and my food was small, but I thought I just ate it. And then somebody was like, "Oh, can I try a bit of yours?" I was like, uh, "No." <laughs> He's like, "You can try mine." I was like, "No, your food's your food. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think we're ready in this country for tapas. Right. It relies on kindness and sharing. There's one tapas place in Belfast, I think." I know I went to, there's a place, and it's like a Middle Eastern tapas place right. that I went to, and I think there was three of us, and we all ordered, but nobody shared. There yeah. was no, like... Yeah, yeah. But we ordered three people's worth of tapas each. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not, we're not a, a culture of people that share. You know, uh, you eat your dinner quickly maybe, in case. You maybe swap a slice of pizza if you've got two different pizzas. Potentially. Oh, well, two for one Domino's. The thing about the like, playground, that, that's what it was all about, when you had snacks, one for one. All right, swapsies, yeah. Oh, d- I remember people, I remember having a cream egg and a boy in my class being like, can I have a bit? Of a well, cream egg? Yeah, I had to break them off a bit. 
With your hand? Or? Yeah. Because I can't touch a cream egg. I can't. I have to have the wrapper on the entire way down. No, because and what then, if you uh, what if you eat a bit of the wrapper? Just on your careful. tooth? On your filling? Just be careful. I don't have any filling. You have great teeth. Uh, <laughs> just, you can't fill a denture. But like, <laughs> you, just, you just take care. It's like a burrito. Like a wee tiny. No. Like, do you take all the foil off a burrito? When you're do, can I just tell you something? Mm-hmm. Can I say this and I'm saying it on the podcast? Say it out loud right now. No. You know the way the thing cream egg is, how do you eat yours? Uh-huh. Ask me how I eat mine. How do you eat your cream egg? Whole fucking thing. Whole thing in one go? Yep. No, I'll do that with like a galaxy caramel egg. Oh, I didn't even know they existed. Oh, they're, they're I would say, it's, I imagine you know, I can't eat, bar, I can't egg. eat chocolate anymore because I'm a special boy. Oh, I can't eat chocolate because you're a oh, cool dude. I'm a dummy. Oh, I can't eat chocolate at all. Um, but that's why I use eat cream eggs, just on shit down the like fucking crumbs, you greedy bastard. <laughs> Shane, uh, you've got <laughs> crumbs. cream eggs like a snake. Shane, you've got crumbs. <laughs> Your crumbs these are, is that hereditary? Well, yes, it is, but in your case, it's because you're starting the day with Brand three old cream eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mommy, look, I've got an Adam's apple. You haven't, you? <laughs> do you know I have Swallowing a, a full cream egg. Do you know I have a really weird spleen? Uh, to the point where, whenever I first got diagnosed with Crohn's, I was in hospital. They were like, no, normally you'd be in hospital for a week or two here, but we're going to have to keep you in for about three months because we've, we've sort of scanned your spleen and it's all sorts of stuff happening. And then after like a week, they get the, the consultant was like, yeah, you can, you can just go home now. And I went, oh, is everything all right? And he goes, we just think your spleen is very different to anything we've ever seen. It's lovely. Studying science. Um, and then apparently my consultant's like, oh, I, I use your spleen. I talk about your spleen to students a lot. Because you're she and Todd, though, or because it's a weird spleen? Bit of both, I think. Like Mike McGoldrick's in here one yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> McGoldrick's spleen. <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what does the spleen do? I always thought the spleen was like the appendix. No idea. Like, no idea. I don't know. Yeah. I just know you can have it taken out. I'm convinced I've got some sort of bile problems now because my Facebook for the last week has been telling well, me to get like a bowel cancer screening. I could diagnose you with medical problems in some way but just by your Facebook I, because I, your diet is 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 pint. red wine. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna presume you, you don't eat a lot of kale. No, I don't even know who he is. So, uh, <laughs> oh kale? It's my Egyptian man. <laughs> I'm going to assume your dad. Your dad just seems to be red wine, gigs, bad food, and and tears. It depends. Like the tears, I'll usually I'll not even eat those. I'll just keep them for the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, my, my dad, it, it, it's all right if I'm not working. It's whenever I'm gigging. Yeah. Because I'm like because I'm one of those old school fucking road comics. Yeah. It does get very hard to like on a budget. Yes. Eat anything remotely healthy. Do what just do what I do and fly your chef in. I would not. My mom's busy. <laughs> I um, I remember last year me and you did the Galway Comedy Festival, and I was like, "Do you want to like go to Boojum? We'll have some date." And I remember you like really kicked off and wrecked the place because of the colourful shit. And then I was like, "Make their vegetables." Oh yeah, you remember you I wrecked the place? I, I was like, what's, "Yeah, what's going on with that chicken?" Yeah, I mean, why is that chicken got wee leaves on it? That, you're like, "It's broccoli." That, what? <laughs> so I don't think you're saying that right. That it's a wee tree. <laughs> <laughs> that, that weekend I saw you twice, and I was with you the whole time, and it was just two Boojums in bed. Yeah, yeah, that's Which right. Was, I mean that was a that was a that spawned the best picture of all time. Yeah, that's yeah, that is definitely the, like the picture that sums me up. As you, a, you cried. You were like, I was. I'm going out here for a walk, and you jokingly said, "Can you bring me KFC?" And I said, uh, "What do you want?" And when I returned with it, it looked like no one had ever done anything nice for I, you ever. I know. I did almost like because I was. I know I was dying because I answered the door in just my pants, and I'm mm-hmm. very nervous about my body because I'm very muscular. I don't want to put people off. Yes, and yeah, uh, yeah I knew it was bad when I was like. Probably had a pee stain on my pants. I'm just like, I'm just going to open the door and let him in because I'm just, I just can't fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a big weekend. That I've never, I've never left Galway in, in good shape. I think, I, I, I think you're built to just live in that speed. I think that I, that's your gear. It's is, weird that I was doing a podcast with a guy during the fringe. Who was it? Rob Mulholland. Oh, fuck him. Gig with him once. Okay. And on the podcast, he went, Mickey's a legendary drinker. And I was like, how did you know that? I'm like, I must be. And I was finding myself getting really like, well yeah. done, Mick. And then when I got back from the fringe, I couldn't stop crying. I thought, you know what? Maybe you should yes. slow down. But, but, but what I mean is, I think if you stop drinking, stop smoking, ate really healthy, and just did like a lot of cardio, I think you would die. I, I, I think I, your yeah. body goes, <laughs> your body thinks the way you live is now normal. I would probably. You know I would so? probably, yeah. Because I know there's points where I've gone, how am I still walking? Like, yeah. I've drank. Yeah, yeah, certain, yeah. I'm going like this. This is a lot of booze. And I'm, and people go, but weirdly, this is one thing that does genuinely worry me is that I black out quicker than I used to. Right. It's you no know how when you hear like a UFC fighter gets knocked out and then a fly lands on his face and he passes out. <laughs> yeah. Because his brain's like, protect yourself. 
I think that has now happened to me through booze. Right. So, like, there was one of the funniest things I've ever done, and I do not remember doing it, was during the Fringe. There was a, I was talking about this in another podcast recently, but uh, there's a comedian up there who, nice enough guy, but once he's drunk, he's just, it's one of those Is typical it? fucking, uh, it's one of those typical, like, like, three in the morning in that, in the loft. Yeah, yeah, Constantly yeah. looking over people's shoulders. Yes, you know, yes. Shoulder Is there anyone like famous coming in? Yeah. So he was telling. He always tells us one story, and he, there's always a certain point of the night where he starts telling this fucking story. Sarah McCann. Everybody, no, every, everybody's bored of it. And I heard the story. And I was at a different part of the bar, apparently, right. and I heard him finish the story and then get up to go for a pint. And apparently, now it sounds like my comic timing, right? Yes. But I couldn't believe I'd done it. Apparently, I walked over to the stool he was sitting on and just kicked it across the bar and went, "He's not coming back," and then walked away. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> but it was one of the, like everybody kept telling me about it. Go, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, it does sound <laughs> yeah. like that's when I like, like if that's when I would do that if I was yeah. ever going to do it. Yeah. But I couldn't remember doing it. Um, I, so you were at the the Edinburgh Fringe for what thirty nights? Have you been up there for a bit? Yeah, well, I did the Glasgow stand um, for five nights before the Fringe. So say anyway, so, say anyway, thirty five days. Yeah. Be honest. How many nights did you drink? I would say easily twenty five of them. Oh, you had 10 nights? That, that surprised me. You had I 10 mean, nights. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it could like, also be none. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. I know there was a point where, because I had a couple of big nights out early on, and then I was like, right. Because I'd brought, I'd brought more gym gear than I brought, like, even fucking notes for my show. Right. But because of me and Robbie McShane were staying so far out of town, there was one bus that took you to the gym that I paid for for the month. Oh. But because it was the Fringe, the bus was so bloody unreliable. Yeah, yeah. So I went to the gym twice. Which is more than any other comedian at the fringe. Yeah, yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then again, because we're so far, my show finished at quarter past ten. Mm-hmm. So it was either a case of like, if you're on the bus by eleven, you're home with grand. But if you miss the last bus, you get to the point where you go, I miss bus until five. Yeah, so it's the bus, the bus that makes you go in. Well, no, no, it's, it's alcoholism and yes. uh, a general, uh, you know, disrespect for my own body, but. Like do you know, when you get that fringe rationality. You start going right. It's forty quid in an Uber. Yeah. Or I can wait until three in the morning to get a bus. Yeah. Or fuck it, I'll just spend eighty quid drinking. Yes. And then get a bus at half five for a pound. <laughs> do you remember, I mean? the, like, the last time I did a full run, the fringe, me and you were over, and you'd already been there for a few days, and then I was like, "Here, I'm over the first night. Do you want to have a drink?" And you were like, "Yeah, just one." And I was like, hundred percent, just one, because it's my first night, and I'm not drinking the fringe." And you went. That suits me because I'm also not drinking at the Fringe. And then at like half seven that morning, we were getting in Tesco Metro <laughs> getting photos with policemen and then doing a shop. Would yeah. Martin did a shop? Yeah. Because I bought stuff for a smoothie. No, bacon. I bought bacon. <laughs> yeah, for a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, like, it's just a, I think for me, especially, like, if I, if I have a good gig, and this year, I think I've probably drank more this year because. Because my show was like, my, I usually did shows between sort of, I think the earliest it was like quarter past four. And then last year's maybe half seven. Right. So this was quarter past nine. So it was a perfect time for people who were having a pint to just go fuck what's on. Yes. We'll go and see this. Yeah. And then it also meant that it was the perfect time for me to just get in trouble in the sense of there was a, a week where I'd, at least two people I knew we're at the show. Right, right, right. And so you can't like, not. You, you can't not. Yeah. And then there'd be a night where like you'd be walking home, you'd bump into someone you knew, or yeah. you'd look like in through the door of a pub and 12 of your mates are like, look at Yes, yes, yes. So that, but, like I'm definitely taking a year off next year, just to, like I'm going to, not like, doing like, French next year? Definitely not. Uh, I'm going to do like glass and we let the land heal. Yes, uh, yes. Because <laughs> it's just, it's just too much. Like this year is the one where I've gone, that was exhausting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, so like I, yeah, did the Empire the Tuesday night after the Fringe finished. So it was, did a show at half two in the morning, then got the bus and boat across home. Straight to, straight to, to get home. Oh, I slept no. for a couple of hours and then did the Empire. But it was mad because How'd like, you do? Smashed it. Like it was closing. <coughs> got a bit of a stand low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. also like, I forgot what it sounded like when people clapped after jokes. Yeah, So Murph yeah, was yeah. bringing on the first act and the piece was going nuts and I was like emotional. <laughs> yeah. Like, jeez, I forgot about the sound. Yeah. Because yeah. the fringe is so... Were you, do, would it be similar to being like... I don't know why that keeps doing that. Would it be similar to being like you were like um, like an Aboriginal guy who, who who was in prison for a long... And then you came back to the land. I felt like Nelson Mandela. Went, yeah. Right, right. Mandela come back. Yeah. I was like, Dude, this is what it's like. Pardon? Yeah. Where's Winnie? I can't do the impression. Yeah. Uh, it comes across like a Chinese man. Uh, yeah. But... Yeah, it was just like, because the Fringe, I always think that 
And this year especially was like, the first 10 days, everyone was like, this is great. This is going... But there comes a point halfway through where the audience are tired as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's just... Fu- and I don't take a day off. Yeah, yeah. So there comes a point where you're just like, I'm fucking sick of these jokes. Yeah. Um, and then you go back into a comedy club and you're like, oh, I'm really good at this now. Because so, you've gigged four times a day for a month. I did the Empire. I closed last week for the first time. I yeah. never closed. That's only my second time doing it. It's, it's brilliant. Mm. The closer, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know whether it was a good night. I got lucky or whatever, but it was, it was really the night nice. I was when it was busy. Murph was emceeing. Yeah, same, same. That's brilliant. Like, yeah. Um, and it's one of those, like, because I know every, like everybody's all started their own wee clubs outside the Empire, but when you get a good night in there, well, I think it brings you back to your first, because back in the day, that was the only, like, big gig in Belfast. Yeah, but also so, the fact that it's such a big gig, I think I think you can tell the difference in performers who've done the Empire quite a bit, <clears throat> and ones who haven't. Yeah. So, like, when you see that first act go on, who's from London, who's used to doing basements and stuff, and yes. they're in a massive room in the balcony and no one's listening. And they underplay, they under they, they undersell their yeah, performance. Yeah, just don't know how to do yes, it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whereas when you've done a bunch of them, you can come out, like, because I, I think you associate it with the nerves you had for your first, remember the first yeah. time you got an open spot there it was like the biggest thing that totally. happened in your life yeah. so I, th- I I still associate it with those nerves although I've got to say this time closing was that was the first time I've never been nervous walking onto that stage it, I, I, I was thinking this the, la, I did Antrim last night on the tour and I haven't got nervous in a way that uh, like 1% too, like, yeah. I haven't got 1% and I don't think it's a fa- I think I've been like that before and it's had the effect where there's no adrenaline, so it hasn't been a good show. Aye. But I think now I'm just so calm going on. I think it's a weird thing where, like, because we were going about the same length of time, like, what? 12, 12 years. I am 12 years in April. You, I think you've been doing it six months longer than me or something. Shorter, I think. I've been, like, cause I, yeah, because I think you started before me. Right, maybe. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I started, like, April 2000. I assessed, I counted April 2008 was the first time I did the Empire. Oh, so okay, that's okay. Go away. That was the first. Yeah, well, maybe I haven't done one. Yeah, uh, which is why you're doing better. Obviously, that's six months makes a difference. But no, I always think that like it's I get as nervous as I did when I started, but for a minute. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah, and I think also you get to the point where you're used to the nerves, so it converts to adrenaline, maybe. Yeah, because I've had ones where I've been like, I am shit myself. Like the first, oh, my yeah. first friend show this year, so my room, I had to open a door to get on stage because it was yeah. like, like a container. Right. Like, By the way, it's in the fringe, like you don't know what space you you're going to get. You have no idea what it's going to look like. It's not all like nice theatres. Yeah, and... not at all. I mean, this is the best room I've had because it had air conditioning and there wasn't really any noise bleed. Right. Um, or at least I couldn't hear it. But like on the, yeah, the Wednesday night, I had to open a door and close it to get on stage. And doing that for the listeners and miming opening a door. And you're doing it very well. Thank you. Uh, classically trained, have an arts degree. Yeah. But I'll just do it again one more time. I'll do the noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael forgot, Winslow. Forgot every joke. For, like, I forgot like 11 years worth of comedy. Purely because you didn't ex- have to just, expect to just open the door. didn't fucking factor it into what we Well, around. it's crazy that the slightest thing can throw you off. Yeah. I remember seeing a guy at a show once who looked a lot like me to the point where I was I was like, I don't know that. I don't know that isn't me. <laughs> That's why it threw me off so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, what if I don't enjoy my show? <laughs> You know? Yeah, is that me from the future? But here, I love that it was alright. <laughs> and then I suck my own dick. <laughs> What's your heritage? You here, I had a nervous one last night. Before I actually was nervous for the show last night for this reason. William Thompson was doing sports for me last uh-huh. night, and um, is it William Thompson or William Hamilton? Thompson, Thompson, Thompson. Yeah, right, right. I always get that confused. William Thompson was doing warm for me last night. For anyone who doesn't know, William has cerebral palsy. Uh-huh. I said, let's get some really funny photos of us for the gig because I'm like, that. I'm like Aye, all right. So we're messing so. about. We're having backstage crack. Aye. I lifted him up like a baby for one and held very him dense, in my arms. Very dense. He is dense, mm. but he's quite the, short, the, so it was fine. Weight sense, by the way, sir. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a stupid bastard, uh, right? Yeah. But uh, no, he's not. But I, I, so I lifted him for a few funny photos, and that was it. And he goes, "Here, get one of me lifting you." Now, I didn't want to be rude, right? Uh-huh. But number one, I'm deceptively heavy. Uh-huh. Number two. He has cerebral palsy, right? And he's short. So uh-huh. I thought, there is not a mission. Would you trust him to like pick you up? I, I would, actually. It was a concrete floor, really? Well, you're facing a concrete floor. I wouldn't fuck about with it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I wouldn't show one mine. So, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Mick hasn't moisturized today. I, <laughs> or ever. I just felt bad because like... His wee hand, though. His hand. And I thought, there's no way 
he's lifting me like because I'm I'm heavy for my height, right? And he scooped me up like a baby, and then he started curling me. Right. So I, I, thought, was gonna, I thought yeah. I was going to die. Did he not do a bit of like wrestling and stuff like that, or like probably not? Because you can tell he's a, he's a wee. Yeah, so he, 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 he kind of has a wee bit. Of, I think he just used to be a wee bit fat. Did I ever tell you the story about there was a night where I was it was the Kill Your Darling show in the black box, which is like what a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's like three o'clock. Trying new material, don't yeah. you? And it's it's actually a fun gig. I I put a fringe show together there one year. I've only like, ever done badly at it. I love it. I've I've always enjoyed it. But there was just one day where I was I had a story that I'd done at um one of the True Bill nights in Lavries. Lavries. But I don't know if you were there the night. I told a story. I fainted in the gym once. No. But so this is awful. But in the gym I was going to the guy behind the counter. It was a big high desk, right? So I went in to like join the gym for the first time. Yeah. And the fucking doing all these forms and the guy fucking ripped shoulders and stuff like that but I couldn't see behind the big high desk and then he went to get like another form and as he walked away I realised he had cerebral palsy like like his his legs were fucked right yeah. sorry that's not what I'm saying but, Mickey Bartlett MD <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you your legs are fucked <laughs> but I'd done this whole story about like trying to I was adjusting the leg press and my entire weight came down on like I pinched my finger onto the seat Jumped up, my fingers started throbbing, and I kind of like fucking fainted, right? right? So I was doing this bit where I wake up, and this guy with cerebral palsy has like lifted me by the, like by the, the neck of my shirt and the fucking waistband of my trousers. Yeah. And I had one line, it worked in Lavery's, where I went, it's like, he was so strong, I went, like, <laughs> you know when Star Trek, when they said, divert all power to forward jeans? <laughs> like, his upper body was so strong, he didn't even need, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was supposed to be a whole fucking funny, nice story, but anyway, do it at the black box one day. Had it in my head, I was going to do this story. William Thompson goes, dare you to try and say the word spastic, right? No, literally, he went, dare you to try and say the word spastic, and the MC went, Mickey Bart, and I'm like, oh, fuck, right? Oh, no. So it was just in my head. Yeah, because and when when we do that backstage, when a comedian says, slip in this way, it's a chat, you can't you, not, you can't do, not it. do it. Right. But also, it's like, no, I'm going through this, I'm trying to make this fucking joke funny. It's already awkward. Yeah. And yeah I'm trying to yeah. fucking make it as nice as possible. Like, it's supposed to be me being awkward. Yes. So, trying to make it as nice as possible, and then, it fucking didn't work, and then I don't know how I ended up. I do know how I sang, like you no know, last night a DJ saved my, saved my life, but I, I swapped the DJ word for the word William told me to say, and everybody literally went, <laughs> "You bat!" Like fuck, because they're just, the most sensitive crowd. They, the the arty afternoon, afternoon yeah, crowd. Totally. Oh my god! And I had to go. I had to look, and I had to go. William Thompson told me to do that, and he's disabled. He's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I had to follow and go, like, and then try and spin up the audience, yes. like, these are patronising, yes. fucking, I wouldn't patronise, and then I ended yeah. up patronising William. Like, oh, brilliant. But it was, a, it was a lovely moment between two friends. It's, it, like, isn't it funny when, like, yeah, when, when one of your mates dares you to get something in, you take it as such a challenge, like, right. um, a couple of weeks ago we were in the studio here about to record a podcast, me and Dave, and I was doing an interview with The Telegraph for the tour, and Dave was sitting beside me, uh-huh. and he's, like, making me laugh during it, and I always do this thing now where, like, those interviews, you know, when you announce you're doing your tour, you do the usual ones for the papers right. and all that. I can't, I always like that. I feel like I've answered the same questions, so I just lie in them now, right? right? So I, I always you know li- you were going to be a comedian. Yeah. Are you always funny? Well, I, so I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find one where I, I, I lied in every single question. But Dave was sitting beside me and he goes, I want, he wrote a note on a bit of paper and he goes, I want you to try and do something here. And I was talking to the journalist, who was a lovely guy, and it was a real nice interview. And I said, what is it you want me to do? And Dave said, oh, fuck, no. Ju-. So th- there was one with the Irish News they haven't published, I've just realised, because all my answers were lies. Um, <laughs> they were like, what do you have for breakfast? I said, like, oh, four eggs, and, or five eggs, and then I go for a swim. And they asked me about, what do you have for lunch and dinner? It's all about your lifestyle. And I, I got eggs in every meal. It's like an omelette for dinner scrambled eggs for lunch oh. now not that funny to you but see when I was writing it I was crying <laughs> laughing at my laptop um, it's far too many eggs but I was doing this interview with the Telegraph on the phone and Dave goes the guy goes have you got I said what do you want me to say the guy on the phone goes so Shane are you, are you working on any new characters any new sketches you know are you working on any new characters and Dave just writes my new character Graham right just G-R-A-H-A-M uh-huh. so I had to be like yeah I'm working on a new character he goes, oh, can you tell us anything about him? I went, yeah, 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 he's, he's called Graham. And he goes, all right, and what, is, what, is, what does he do? What's his story? And I went, I don't know yet, <laughs> but, but I know he's called Graham. <laughs> and the guy goes, 
Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> I remember doing one of those ones for um, it was for Inniskillen, I think it was, but it was the, one of the radio stations. And this guy phones me up. And he's going, "Well, Mick, uh, tell you what will happen here now. Uh, we'll just do this. It's not live or anything, but uh, yeah, you'll hear a beep. I just start talking, and then we'll we'll start the interview. So uh, just you stay quiet until you hear the beep. Yes, and I know. <laughs> And it's like beep. It's like hello and welcome to. Oh, no. Like I was like, you thought it was a different guy. No, it was the same dude. Yeah, yeah. It's no, that's what I mean. Like, but I couldn't believe how yes, how different his real voice and his yeah. Not having the main blast one oh six. Not really. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, I I I did a bit about it in the in the last hour of that like. Guys, yeah, how yeah, you doing? Yeah. He's gonna kill himself. And can we say anything? Like, I will die, and I'm gonna try and asphyxiate myself in the car after the show. <laughs> so this one is Kylie. You know, it's yeah. it, it's the darkest stuff. Aye. It's the darkest stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I remember remember we used to do a show in Fela FM in West oh, Belfast. Fucking. It was like, wasn't it like a like... fright? How long? That would have been probably eleven. 12, 11 years you know, yeah, starting easy, yeah, yeah. and it was like me, you, Sean Hegarty, Dermot Core, Paddy McGacky, whoever it was about, Aye. and we used to just. Who was your mate that could do the really good impression of the uh, X Factor voiceover guy? Time to face the music. Brilliant. Yeah. Did I have a mate who yeah, bring guy, would do that? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Back in that those days. Yeah, well, it was it was definitely one night we did because another night we did it, and I feel like it was like a Sunday night or something, mm-hmm. and a taxi driver pulled up. And we were like, oh, we're getting shot. Yes. And he was like, who was the guy doing the... He was that's asking right, us who was doing That's right, that's right. So, Fail FM was a community radio station in Conway Mill on the Falls Road is in West Belfast. Going, no. No. Do you know why, why it's not going? It was... Northern Bank? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there was, a, there, was a, there was like a Hungarian guy doing a show. So, they had to represent all the community. So, if uh-huh. somebody from a different country or culture came in... They, they would always support them doing a show. Uh, yes. Uh, being fine. Aryan. Uh, <laughs> but I did the Aryan hour. But um, this guy was like, I think Hungarian. What time so, was the Aryan hour on at nine? <laughs> <laughs> so he... Uh, oh, shit. Cut that out. He goes... Uh, <laughs> we don't know the this, right? He goes... Um, he did a Hungarian show in Hungarian. Uh-huh. Right? Or whatever the native language is. And he would do it and play music. And it was like an hour every afternoon. They realised that they had to go out of business. I think this is true, Fail FM, because they they had bills they couldn't pay, and they had the that investigation as to what, what the money was for, because uh-huh. they kept paying this like two grand every month for phone bills. So he would interview Hungarian politicians and stuff about issues that were happening in Hungary and journalists and all that. It wasn't that. Have I told you this for? No. The guy was just ringing like his mates back home on a show and just shooting the shit with them about like what was happening right. in their lives. So he. He didn't want to pay for phone calls back home, so he pretended to have a radio station to talk about topical issues. But it was really, if you translated it, it was him just being like, "How's your well, man? mate? What's the crack? Hey. What's what are you what are you up to at the weekend? Don't know." Is that Chinese something? Like, yeah. and he would do he would do, an hour, he would do an hour to a week, and and uh, apparently they translated one show, and he was asking his mum about how her dog was and like the health of the dog and stuff like that. Fucking hell! Yeah, so I think that's part, partly why they went out of business. I got the shame because it was a good like. They got rid of me as well, mate. That's, that's oh, that's, yeah, you were the face for it. There was a guy on beside me before me called Buffy. You ever remember him? He's like an African dancehall DJ. Buffy! Oh, why? He loved it. He <laughs> fucking loved it. He used to run on for 45 minutes every week over his time, but right. I loved it. Like his, his crack was good. It was good crack. Uh, that was mental because we literally just got the keys to the station. And I mean, the, the shows were terrible. Like, we were cracking up laughing. Aye, we but were. The, the wooden... But it, that was like as close to. That was a, it was a podcast, it wasn't mm-hmm. a. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember uh, Paddy McGacky and Dermot Core on one day, and we spent the whole show talking about what animals you could throw over the crossbar of a football net. <laughs> that was the that was the show. Someone texted and asked that because you would literally get one text to show, and you were like, "Fucking hell, people are listening to this." Aye. But it was just that one fellow. Yeah. Like, do you reckon you could uh, launch a beaver over a crossbar? Uh, yeah. I reckon it'd be heavy enough. It was from the penalty spot, by the way. Over the penalty spot? Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck, I'd be alright then. I... A bit, I'd probably rugby throw it, you know what I mean? Throw it off yeah, the side. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. What, what, um, a wet beaver, though? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think you could throw, like, a young giraffe over a goalpost? No, 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 no. Uh What about a sheep that's just been born? I don't even think I could do that. I reckon I could hammer throw a baby lamb over Oh, like it's a, whatever technique you want. Yeah, I reckon if I was holding a lamb by the back legs. And you had your Swing back it. to the goal? No? No, if you, like, if you do the fucking the full... Oh, yeah, 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 
Um, you look does it a gather li- gather the weight into the head of the lamb. I don't mean this in an offensive way, but you look a little bit like a, a female Ukrainian oh, yeah, shop fitter. Totally, no doubt, yeah. You, you know, um, in fact, there is one. If you go on my Facebook page, I met her. Yeah, as part of a BBC show, didn't get heard. Yeah, uh, called um, "Who the fuck do you look like?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was just me going around. Yeah, people like see back see back in those days there was no. You could say what you wanted, but there was no, because it wasn't social media, there was no like regulation to gigs in that, nowadays the standard has to be high at any comedy club I feel like, because people judge it against things that they see on Netflix or all the standards they see on TV, but to me back then, we thought we were like the best comedians. Oh yeah, everybody does. I think, I'm convinced anybody who gets up and picks up a microphone, no matter how well or how shit they do. For the first six months, they're like, I'm the funniest person alive. Because yeah. how many people do we meet who are absolutely fucking dreadful <laughs> that are still doing it? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how many people... Remember the, the guy, I don't want to use his name, but remember the, the bloke... I, I was there the night he got the laugh. He got one fucking laugh, and then he quit the next day. And he did stand up for two years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like... He got that laugh, and that was it. That was it. He was like, crushed it. Obama I don't understand out. how people can do stand-up and then not do stand-up. And there's people who are even good at stand-up that we know that just stop doing it. Yeah. I don't know how you could give up that addiction. Like. Well, I think it's like, it's an addiction if it, you, there's a point where, like, it's definitely an addiction, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But you'd have to be mental to get to the point where you're not getting, making, like, if you're not getting paid at all, or you're not progressing at all, there has to come a point where you go, what the fuck am I doing this for? Because it's a lot of stress yeah, to do. A lot of people do do it as a, a hobby. People, yeah, but so yeah, but I don't think you should. I think it's bad for you. you so? Like yeah, I'm I, I like, and people who do it as a hobby are the same ones who then complain they're not getting put on a lineup. Yeah, and you're like well, you're not taking yeah, it seriously yeah. enough to get on. A, yeah, you know, there's somebody who really wants to do it. Yeah, and then you're just like, oh, I don't really care. Like we would have gigged. We would have gigged back in the day if you could have every night of the oh, week. Oh, I still would. I'd, I still yeah, would gig every night of the week and anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, I think I think me and you both still do spots at. I don't mean this in a dickhead way, but like people wouldn't people would be like, oh, you wouldn't surely you, you know you wouldn't do you do you just do the the tour uh, shows or you know the the big nights in Lavries or whatever it is, but. I think you and me would still do an open spot Absolutely, anywhere. Yeah. I, I think you have to. I mean, it's like... You lose touch with... You, you can, I always think you funniest. can tell with, like... I've, I've given some, like, you know, big TV names and stuff like that, and you can tell me. the ones that haven't done comedy clubs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. You can just... You can spot the difference in it. Plus, um, you, you, you're you not... At those smaller ones, you're not guaranteed a laugh. Yeah, it's, it's hard And work, you need like, to do gigs where you're not guaranteed it. Totally. As well like, as, it, obviously... You need to be going to, like... Because I, I, I do think Pavilion is, like, a really useful gig in that you go and you, you're like, this is how bad this material can be received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. new stuff. If you go down with new stuff and it gets... Because also I think sometimes you can be spoiled in, especially in Northern Ireland, where you get to a certain point where people know you. They'll laugh at whatever you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like inverted commas fucking fans. Yes, whatever. yeah, yeah. And it is nice to go places where... That's why that's one thing I like about the Fringe as well, that you're never... You're the same as everybody else. Yeah, I got yeah. a stand location on a Tuesday night got invited to America for a string of gigs and on the Wednesday night died on my fucking arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where halfway through my own show I stopped and went, this isn't my fault. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like doing big shows here or tour show. Like, it's still a bad tour show. Just because everyone in the room can still be coming to see you but you oh, yeah. still have a bad night. Oh yeah, I mean, without a doubt. Like, and that, and that in a way is good because it keeps you focused yeah. it means that you... Because the worst thing you can do as a comedian is, is like, and again, it happens to the Fringe a lot is where you're if you're not in the room mentally, yeah, because you can do, you can get to the point where you know your show so well. Yes, you're find yourself going, "I'm making the wrong face for this joke." Hundred percent, because you're just you, yeah, I. You're almost trying to like force start yourself. You ever yeah. you ever be in the middle of the pit, and the other another part of your brain is watching you, being like, "Right for the next bit, you need more facial expressions. Yeah. Get into this more." But I think, I don't think you can ever do that. I think if you're at that point. I've never been able to turn it around. Right. Not really. I think, yeah, I've had points where I'm like, I think if you're, you can be one step ahead of the audience, like what's coming up next. But if you're two steps ahead, that's when you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like if you're thinking two bits beyond the, the bit you're in. Yes. That's when it's going to fuck up. I, 
I think as well, when when people know that you've either made something up just there on the spot, or, for example, when I was doing Empire there, I was going to go on with just what I've been opening with for a while, like right. cl- a club shows. But remember that video of the Smicks trying to steal the car and the woman coming out of the restaurant in Botanic with a brush shaft? Do you no, see this? Uh, like the, the these like Chinese waiters come out from this restaurant and try and like get these smicks out of this car they're trying to steal and they do it unsuccessfully and then just this big woman who works there comes out with a big wooden brush shaft and basically just like goes at them and they end up running away but there's a bit where she doesn't like my observation was she doesn't actually hit them she doesn't swing and hit them which is what we all would have done right. she they held one of the windows down and she sort of pushes them out right so I made the observation that she was like Ronnie O'Sullivan and she just queued it up right. put the stick in the window and then potted them out as like she was potting smicks and I said she potted two smicks and then finished with a black now that doesn't make sense <laughs> that doesn't right. make sense but it was electric that right. night because it had happened like that day yeah. and it was in Botanic where that happened so I just I, I think you have to you can have polished stuff but at the end of the day nothing's funnier than something just come up with Yeah. like I, I did Newcastle on Friday night there on the tour and halfway through it, it was like a lovely, amazing show. And halfway through it, this guy just goes, free Palestine. And that 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 was so great because right. I could then do a bit about that, you know. Right, and loads of political stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it all on Israeli. Uh, no, I just said, um, I, was like, I was like, mate, that, that, uh, that's not going to work. I was like, that, that ta- tactic isn't going to work. Right. I was like, I imagine all the activists in a room, one boy being like, we're going to protest the government. Some guy's like, we're going to do a terrorist attack. And him going, there's a fella down the anchor barn two weeks. <laughs> you know, it's not... I've seen him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. He knows people. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I like just making stuff up on, on, on the spot. I was going to ask you about what do you think the funniest gig memory we have a gigging together is but some maybe not the funniest but like is there a gig we did or drove to back in the day that sticks out i'm trying to think of what was the one whenever because i forgot about it until it was a couple it was me you and colin were in the car right and we were we we're all doing impression was it the billy Wright thing oh oh yeah so i don't know where this came from or how it started but mickey used to do this thing whenever after gigs Whenever we'd have some drinks, and it was around time where we were all like everyone would crash in the same place, right. and whenever everybody was going to sleep, Mickey would pretend to be a friend of the loyalist Billy Wright, and you would you would put on a like a pretty may racist, I say, like a, very Asian accent, yeah. and almost like comfort Billy Wright in his sleep, and I don't <laughs> yes, know, that's what it was. <laughs> and I don't know where this started or where it came from. But I do remember one night having to leave because I was laughing so much I, and I was worried something gonna come out horrific was going to happen. I know or, there was a night as well where you interviewed, uh, where you were Stephen Watson and Colin was Michael Dunlops. Michael Dunlops. And, that, and that's on YouTube, so I think. Like, Is it? I think it's on YouTube because there's a point where, because I remember having like a like a cold or something. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, so Michael, what are you going to do at the end of the week? And he would pretend to have the helmet on. So Aye. he would say a few <laughs> words. You couldn't make them out and you could make out about every fifth word. Uh, <laughs> but then he said something fuck about that was funny. He said something about going to get one of them roll out slip and slides for the kids, and I, like, I was on a seated position, and somehow I ended up on the floor without yeah. using any of my limbs. I'm so gonna like, I'm gonna ask him if he wants to make make one of those because because see, like, for all like trying to do like smart sketches or something topical or whatever, there's like me and Dave did with like no expectation. The Stephen Watson and Graham McDowell sketch a few weeks ago. It gets more hits than anything. Aye. You know what I mean? Just something like... Yeah. I wanted to have a sketch. That's my problem with fucking writing sketches is that I... For some reason, my the side of my brain or whatever part of my mind that comes up with sketches comes up with the weirdest shit that will never work. Right. Like, I wanted to have a, po- a post-apocalyptic TV show called How Low Can Hugo? And it's Hugo Duncan hosting a limbo competition. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like going on their chainsaws uh, or something. Yeah. I need to stop drinking because that's weird as fuck. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoy that. I, th- I I just think any gig we drove to was all, in my mind, one out of five were good. I remember there was a night we drove, it was the first dailies, I think it was. Because I remember it was freezing. I knew that we blew Peugeot. My windscreen kept freezing on the inside. And somebody was pouring Oasis on it. Bottle of Oasis, yeah. Because I remember there was a point where you'd sit, I was in the back seat and you went, if it just stays close to this guy, I can follow his lights. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to sleep. 
Yeah, so yeah. When yeah. this car crashes, I'm already limp. Yes, because I was yes. convinced we were dying. Like we we always had like the worst cars, and I, we were I, going the furthest distance yeah. in the worst weather. That's what it was. was it snowed any even in the summer if we were going to a gig <laughs> yeah. in Lauren, it would snow the second we set it off. I know there was loads of like back and up up and down from Port Rush as well. I remember those like yeah in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always did badly at that gig. Oh, every I always sent it up time. hammered at that one. Like thank God Rocky Arcade came with us because the amount of times we would turn up. And the guy would go, listen, there's no one here, but the drink's free. And I would just throw my car keys at him. Yes, and yes, like, You're yes. Home. I think whenever we were doing those Port Rose gigs, that sort of coincided or that started a time where I think I was, I, I think I used to just die for about three years. I went through a real bad phase of stand-up where I was like, nah, this isn't for Nothing's me. Nothing's landing like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's because we were always booked in the same. It was like me, you, Colin, Sean. Aye. And, and one, one other, one person who changed every time. And I just think, I think it was the first time we were all doing longer on stage. Aye. And I think I just tried to be like everyone. You know what I mean? I, 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 think, think, I, I think as well as that, like, because the stuff that you do, like, it was almost like there was a fucking change happening with audiences at that point. Because. And the, the, do you mean they were always rowdy, they were rowdy or something? There was like rowdy stuff, but it was also a time where they were like, if somebody fucking says take one more time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was doing that at the start. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think what you've done is like, like you've built an audience who will come and see you, and that's helped you. If that makes yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because yep. I think I was saying this like the Robbie McShane, who I think is a fucking genius. But Edinburgh show's great. So I didn't even see it. It's really good. But he did the first ten minutes with on, on the beach at half seven in the morning, the last day of the fringe. But I was saying to him, I was like, you're going to have to die way more. Than someone like me, who's quite a broad, to do this, sort of to, 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 to do the stuff you want to do, yeah. the stuff you're good at doing, yeah. Because I'm quite, I'm just a broad sort of storytelling comic, which is why all, all my stuff would have been stories. But the problem was they were stories, so the end of them were kind of funny. But you had to come with me the right. whole way, so it was like story, story, story. And there wasn't that many gags. Whereas now, especially with this year's show, there's way more gags in yeah. it. There's way more gags in it. Um, it can happen sometimes too. Like, yeah, it's just a weird because I, I liked. I've always liked doing hours because I'm a storyteller, so it's like, for an hour, it doesn't matter. Yes. If there's a 10-minute bit with a couple of fucking pepper jokes and a big... Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. But you can't do that in 20. <clears throat> like, my, yeah. the last joke for my show this year is 15 minutes long, and I can't do it at the comedy club. Right, right, Because right. I can't do five minutes, and then... What's the thing? Have I heard it? What's the theme? Yeah, you, you've heard it. Like, it's a... Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. Um... What um before we do we we've, we've got listeners questions but before we do them um you're doing the Ulster Hall in October is it yeah. the twenty fifth twenty fifth of October twenty fifth I'm gonna check if I can go to that because I really want to uh Dave's doing support yeah I think I can go to it I oh I gotta go I gotta go away the day after oh happy days isn't I yeah what time what time's your first show in Galway mm, don't know like a couple of pints out yeah and possibly could Saturday night maybe celebration yeah very nice um, are you nervous about doing this first time you've done just you in the Ulster Hall yeah, it's you, the you, what have you played that there five, four or five times Um, no maybe just twice maybe to be honest you don't find me the funny there find me the funny and then the squad night yeah you've not done sport for anybody yet no Um, did the opera did a loading in the opera house uh, and did the odyssey so whatever Colin whatever <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, the Ulster Hall is the only one I've done. And then, what's mad about it is I genuinely didn't think. What happened was Colin was telling me that he was doing the SSE. Yeah. You had mentioned you were doing the waterfront. Yeah. And I was all full of just like. Because I'd pretty much had 40 minutes of the show written by like January. Right. And I was just like, fuck it, let's just see what happens. Yeah. But that's what you have to Yeah, but it's insane because I genuinely. Like, I got a website three months ago. Who uses websites anymore? But it's, it's isn't, like, it, isn't it mad that you're like. Fuck it, let's see what happens with the Ulster Hall. Right. As opposed to, you know, you didn't be like, you didn't go like, fuck, we'll see what happens with some. You're like, ah, let's give it a go, is one of the biggest venues in the country. Right. Do you know what I mean? But it's nuts, it's like, it's kind of, because I, I've, I've, I think I've got it booked in for next year already. Yeah. And I'm like, that's insane. To me, that's, I mean, it's also, it's one of those things where you kind of go, in one hand, you're like, it makes perfect sense to try and do that side of the room. Yes. At this point in your life. But also, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, you, I, you I, 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 with the big ones, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, but, I, but I think it's a case of like, if you really, but you went for it pretty early as well, like, well, not early, like, because you did Mandela. I think it was a, I think it was the first person out of us to go, like you say, fuck it, let's see what right. happens, 
and it was Mandela. And I remember mates of ours being like, mate, are you sure this is a good idea? Uh, because if, if you don't sell this, like if you only sell 50 tickets, it's going to be a bad look. And I was like, I'll see what happens. And then did that. And then I think Australia was a year after that. Yeah. And even that for the first time was like, mates mates were like, no, like uh, you don't need to do it kind of. But like, it just shows you that there's also a thing of like because there's no comedy at weekends, there's so many people that actually want to go see you. Oh yeah, like can't you? Yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah. they'll wait for a year. It's more before. of an occasion, and I even notice a difference if I do like a, a Belfast Friday and Saturday. The Saturday is always a better show. Aye. So that's why this year I'm I'm delighted it's a Saturday. Yeah. Like. Um, but you're you're well you're you're close to selling out. Yeah, I think like from what I can gather, there's maybe a hundred left it's going to be one of those few well, more your, little, your show's a month and a half away so it's going to be one of those ones where people say when you put up that sold out post people will go can I still get tickets mate I, no you can't I know I had so, a guy message me going like are you putting a second night on it and I'm like yeah. why yeah 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 I've one guy, there's a guy I need to remember his name a bloke who's been messaging me every time I put a post up he's getting married in the same day and he's got it oh I've seen <laughs> I've seen him comment on something it's been, uh, it's been a joy so how, how do people get tickets to the show uh, shine.net or go to mickeybartlett.com uh, um, especially see because you're doing one night as opposed to you know you're saying like you're doing another show it's going to be dynamite because Aye. you're not going to have that like oh, well I can get them tomorrow night but that's also a thing as well where like the whole point of the fringe this year for me was getting ready was getting the show ready for the Ulster Hall yeah, yeah. So, so you've had like 30 Tesco's yeah, at the show and it's been it's been changing quite a bit over the course of the run stuff as well so it's like let me ask you this have you decided what you're going to wear yeah so I, if I told you about it, I got a pair of trainers made with the name of the show stitching at the back of them. No, you didn't. So If anyone show, else had told me that, nah, not so believe it. Like, but the show's called Love It, so on the Nike ID website, you can get three letters on each shoe. So it's like L-O-V and then the other one's E-I-T, but together. The only both. people who would do that are like you and Lil Wayne. Yeah. The only two guys But I do have them. a thing where every year I've got like my, my gig Your Nike ID uniform. shoes, yes. So I've got Nike ID shoes. I've got yeah, but three pairs of the same fucking trainers. But also it was like one year I had, I was always wearing like either a black or blue denim shirt. Yes. And like yeah. biker boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was the waistcoats. Trinkets had the, had the on your hands. Yeah. I had, yeah. You were bejeweled. I was bejeweled for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a waistcoat with a hood on it. Yeah. Uh, then it was like long, like the long line black t-shirts. You look like whenever you had the bejeweled hands, you look like you sold gear to Captain I Jack Sparrow. Totally. And my hands are far too small to yeah, have yeah, any yeah. bejewels on them. Yeah. And also they'd rattle off the mic. Sound you used to have like, you, would, you have, would you have had six rings no, across no, two, two hands? It was two in one hand. I feel like it was maybe two too many rings. It was one of them was fucking massive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. two yeah. too many is right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about. So what's the, what's the vibe this year? It's uh, I've got a, a fucking nice wee denim jacket that makes my shoulders look pretty sweet. Oh, what? Uh, one of them wee baseball tees. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't decided on the jeans yet, but the mayor will not be ripped. Oh, and then like yourself, I'm a big, <laughs> always blocked. Uh, and then yeah, just the like the big trainers. I think I do like loud, I like big loud colorful shoes. That's yeah. the one thing I do. It's been a common thing. The shoes are always weird. Yeah, I wore a pair of like lime green Nike trainers when I did Mandela, and I loved them, but they ripped. Right. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna wear a shirt, just a shirt, not a suit. I'm gonna wear a black shirt for right. waterfront, and I have it in my head. And I'm gonna go out and get it this Thursday. Right. Good man, I'll go with you and buy another wee jacket. Because I, yeah, I think there's things where like, because I'm a weird shape, because I've got big ditties and stuff like that. I, like, yeah, I have to really think about what I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah. Because if I wear a shirt, I look like somebody who plays snooker with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so always good feet. So like, yeah, like don't, don't even like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, here comes this clampet. Got my own cue and all. Yeah, here comes like I call the cue the captain. Like, here we go. Hey, boys, who wants reds? Put it to be on a fucking table. You beat everyone. <laughs> go to the pool and there with the cue. He cycles to the pool hall just with a cue case in his yeah, hand. Totally constantly. Yeah, just always have a cue case. <laughs> I'm working on. Yeah, no, I need I need to get shoes too. For it. Right, I can't wait. Um, but do yeah, I always buy new boxers for a tour as well? Do you? Yeah. No, yeah, I get a couple of t-shirts at yeah. the start of the tour. That's kind of that's kind of it. I've also had to throw a lot of stuff out because I ended up, even though I, was, I had an idea for the uniform, so three different coloured denim jackets for the fringe. I was going to like stick with it. Yeah. And the room was that hot. I was like, can't do this. Right. So I right. went back to the, like the big black t-shirts. Yes. And I had to throw four of them out. Because they were just stinking from. Yeah, I washed yeah. them every like, but yeah. they were very smelly. Yeah, I last year I bought a shirt, yeah. but it was more like a blouse, and I was going to wear it, and I put it on, and like six comedians were sitting in the green room, 
And I went in the bathroom, put the shirt on, came out, and they all just burst out laughing. And I was like, go and fuck yourself. <laughs> and then I just wore what I wore to the show. But you know what always gets me is whenever, like, if it's... Because it's happened to me a few times, you, you've walked in the green room wearing something, and it's like Colin, Dave, and Aaron McCann making fun of your clothes. And you're like... yeah. Fair enough, Dave Black Teacher, but Colin and Aaron both dressed like fucking <laughs> toddlers who sell drugs in Hawaii. What do you wearing? They're both wearing fucking make a wish baseball caps. Well, like, <laughs> well, Dave just wears like whatever's on sale at Giacomo. Like whatever's on sale. He wears gear by this brand called Snowdonia. I meant to fucking tell you something as well. Fuck, this yeah. my head the other day. Like, it happened so last week, just real quick before we fucking. Bigger people making fun of like making fun of what you look like, right? Yeah. So I was doing the Newcastle stand, uh, not Wednesday or Wednesday past. Uh huh. So the Red Raw show, fucking stand having a cigarette before the gig starts, and this guy from Northern Ireland came up, <coughs> and he goes, "You Karen? You're Karen, aren't you?" And I was like, "No, nah, I'm Mickey." He went, "Fuck, oh, I'm Mickey." He goes, "Mate, I saw your show in the black box, uh, before you were going to the fringe. It was fucking brilliant." And I went, "So you saw me do an hour worth of stand up, and you still think I'm a twenty five stone goth?" <laughs> Like, how shite must I be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Another one to attend this show before we go, sorry. Because it involves you. Oh. As in a fucking, uh, just before the fringe, getting the flight to Glasgow to do some previews. And uh, I might have told you this in the WhatsApp group, don't know. But sat down on my seat and it's just wee fucking, wee drunken spy in the middle. And he's yeah. pissed. And I said, but I sat down. And do you know whenever you know somebody's recognised you? Yes. Right? And you're kind of like, that's cool. but he wasn't like double taking, he was just staring at me. So you, it was it one of those ones you'd prefer he just said straight away, All right, mate, how are uh, you? But he was giving you, he, he was, was like creating an atmosphere, yeah, yeah. Right. And he's going, he kept going, and I had headphones and I had sunglasses on and everything to drill. I'd just be like, I just want to go to sleep, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going, Fuck, ah, mate, ah, fuck, fuck, I need a peach, fuck. Oh, no. And I'm like, I then I'll take my headphones, I go, mate, we haven't even taken off yet, go to the toilet, you're stuck, like, yeah, can you go and off? So he went to the toilet and came back, and he's like, are you your man off M- <laughs> Are you your man off M- videos? Yeah. And I was like, I suppose I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, you're Buckingham McGuckin? And I'm like, I don't even know what one, whatever fucking general banter video, I, someone's called Buckingham McGuckin. And yes, I'm like, yeah. must be. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not really loud. Right. And then he's like, so what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm doing some gigs. And he's like, well, where are you going to? And I'm like, well, it's a flight to Glasgow. So primarily. I'm getting off Glasgow. the last stop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see where it takes me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he goes, do you want a beer? And I'm like, nah, mate, I'm already like, take a beer, mate, take a beer. I'm like, nah, I'm already, I don't want a beer. And then he paused for a while, and I could tell something else was coming. And then he went, where's Shane? <laughs> right? Hopping the whole dog. <laughs> right. like, where's Shane? And I went, oh, he's in America with his wife. And he goes, why are you not with him? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, so eventually I fucking pretend to go to sleep. We're getting off. And I mean, the I, I reckon the fucking, the plane had gone on the runway and I was already out of the seat. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. this. And then he, he's holding up a wee fucking empty can of Heineken. The wee tiny ones. Yes. And he's like, mate, that could have been yours, mate. That could have oh, been no. yours. So uh, to be polite, I was like, we'll get, I'll, I'll get you next time or something. Oh, no. And he goes, when are you coming home? Oh, no. <laughs> and I went, Monday. He goes, what time? Four o'clock. <laughs> And you're sharing a fat with him now, already? Yeah, I'm yeah. going out with him like, for a couple of days. Sweet. We have some listeners' questions to make these really quick because we've done 53 minutes, Jesus Michael. Um, Just got to go to the house. Jason Haz- Hazard says, Afternoon to the Cum King and visiting Squire of Boytown. My question. <laughs> the cum King? The no, I'm the Cum King, I think, and, and you're the visiting Squire oh, of Boytown. Okay, My question is this week is simple. What requires more work, organising a live podcast or 30 minutes of regular stand up? Uh, I don't even know what that means. Well, I'm going to take it that your questions. Your question means what do you have to put more work into doing a live podcast or like a stand-up set? Definitely stand-up. I definitely because I think with the live podcast stuff, it's like well, first of all, <clears throat> like the ones I've done with Colin, he, when it comes to making videos and stuff for them, he's a like he, Colin literally is like right. You just say this. Yeah, I've already yeah. got the idea sorted. Yes. Um, and when it comes to the actual doing of the live podcast, it's just me drinking and. Talking absolute nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and 30 minutes of live stand-up. 30 minutes of stand-up can take you about a year to get, oh, yeah. to get it right. Like, I know this isn't a live podcast, what we're doing now, but you and I didn't discuss anything before yeah. this. And we've done an hour, basically, and we could probably do another hour if we wanted. Yeah. But we won't, because there's things to do. Right, exactly, yeah. I need to get my dinner. I do with the gym. Ah, uh, okay. And, uh, but, so yeah, 30 minutes stand-up definitely takes more time. But you sort of, if you're doing a live podcast, I guess you have to prepare a little bit. Yeah. Like a run, even a basic run yeah, order. Yeah, totally. Of being like, here, let's chat about this, this, and this. 
uh, and then whatever happens, happens. Ewan Carson says chips or mash. I'm going chips. Fair I don't like mash. Have you ever seen Alan Irwin eat mash? No. He's a great face for it. Uh. Harry Ozzy Mitchell says Bondeo, the human thermostat. Uh, that's a reference to me checking meat, the inside of meat uh, with my tongue. tongue. Yep. He says, Could you pretty please have a plate roast with young Mick there? Many thanks. Hope everything is good in the cum lounge. Um, I just feel like. I feel like a roast with me and you is never off the cards, so we don't need to just launch into one because I, if you had something to throw it out the there. The last time we roasted each other, you won, and I was fucking devastated. At the so, Galway Comedy yeah, Festival? So I'll never do that again. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we helped each other write the we insults. Did, we did write the insults. <laughs> it's just, we, we, I obviously wrote better ones. We, <laughs> we were the most sensitive guys because I was I know, like, mate, let's sit down for half an hour before this. I was like, but I really like you. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be my mate after this and all? We're going to be okay. Yeah, I remember I, you and I were saying some horrible shit about each other Aye. I remember some comedians sitting there going oh I thought they were mates Aye, they you know were really I mean? like yeah. yeah we were laughing and they were like that's a bit much yeah it's a weird I can't do like that's that was the, the day I realised I'm I'm not a roaster yeah yeah because like, yeah. I've seen Ryan Cullen do a few of them and he's fucking brilliant at it he hosts a roast battle yeah. I've seen him do one in Edinburgh we roasted um, this girl Ashley Manning and at one point because obviously they text each other here's things you can potentially say about me and he just read out the text you sent him and I was like, no one's ever done that. Oh, nice. But he just read nice. out point by point. It undermines it, yeah. completely destroyed her. Like, yeah. kept it as his last joke because he just, all he had to do was read this thing out. Yeah, that's great. It was very, very funny. But, like, you see them do the, those roasts or, like, the comedy rap battles. I know they don't do them at the yeah. Fringe anymore. But, like, what I hated about that is whenever they, like, read them off their phones. Which I guess if you're doing it in short notice. I, but I prefer it if it's just real. Yeah, totally. Have a few pints. And, but that I think that's good about... The group of comedians that we're we're mates with is, is that um, you, you every kind of everyone can roast each other. I think there's some people you would tend to roast more than others. Some yeah. people probably just because they because they don't give it as much, they don't get it. Does that right. make sense? Like you just go like, oh, fair enough, he's not slobbering. Yeah, I like the I like being slobbered at, and I like the slobber. So like, I think it's one of those things too where like you can tell the difference between us roasting each other and somebody who's just trying to like. Yes. Because I hope people come and say shit to me, like, I'm only joking. And or, like, yeah, that. Do you know what I hate? People go, oh, mate, slag me. Aye. And you're like, no. Aye. Have you ever had a stag party? I had a, a stag no. party at a friend show. No. And 10 minutes before, they're already hammered, like, mate, it's his fucking stag ripper cunt out of him. And I'm, yeah. I'm down to go, boys, this cost me thousands of pounds. Yeah, yeah, Can yeah. He's not come. You're ruining it for me. I'll slag him in the pub or something. But do, you, not. do you ever get messages before shows where, like, maybe a tour show or something, people are like, my auntie sitting in row CF. I take the piss out of her. It's like no, I constantly, or even like say happy birthday to someone. Yeah, like Colin Murphy had the best response for it. Where he goes, "I'm not a fucking DJ." Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like hospital hospital radio. Yeah, like, giving a giving a shout out to Jalice up in row seven there because it's not what people come to see. No, no, no. You know no. what I mean? And like, and yeah. what would you say? I I've had people be like, "I'm coming to see you." I'll be sitting up to the left there if you want to. What would I say? I Especially when you've asked for it because that's not funny. I know exactly. I like picking on people you've never asked for. Yeah, or if like, yeah, I love if somebody says something and you're like, oh, all right then. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's fucking, that's party. Yeah. But, yeah, and plus it's, if you if you do ever make fun of an audience member, it's never funny if you've, like even if you've sat in the back of the room and looked at someone mm-hmm. and gone, oh, I'm going to fucking make fun of this guy. Mm-hmm. They can tell you've made it up before. Yes. If you off the cuff something. Yes. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you pre, yeah, if you plan something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get awkward around like people put down lines that you know they've they always use. Aye. But some if the audience doesn't know it works. Aye. And it's like, oh fuck, he just made that up and it's like, no, he does that every Aye, show. I do it all I constantly. Yeah, yeah. I've got I, a couple of lines yeah. to throw out. Yeah. I've I remember I wrote a couple of put down lines that ended up becoming bits because no one ever heckled me with the right heckle. Yeah. <laughs> well I used to I, I didn't do Mount McGoldrick live much. I maybe did like three or four gigs, did the Empire a couple of times and the best put down line for that was, was just um, where, where are you from this person no matter where it was you would just say keep talking I'll buy your house and evict you from it right. it, all, it, all, it always worked how did you find doing, like, doing a character live did you enjoy it or like mm, yeah but I stopped doing it because I enjoyed it oh okay yeah. do you know what I mean because I, did, I didn't want it to get confused because stand up as me is my main passion I didn't want people to come and see me when it was a Shane Todd show and think that it was going to be I know what you mean where's yeah. the character so I I enjoyed it, but I, w- I even felt weird like hanging out backstage, like in like dressed as cat, you know. And then p- 
people don't really know what you're doing. So like, what's this? And then you have to describe it to uh, them. Like you haven't fucking seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just think I prefer it. Remember we did. Remember me and you did a character oh night, God, like a sketch I... night in the pavilion, and, and we wrote it that day. Scott and Dan. Scott and Dan. He's Scott. He's Dan, that, and we that's... are. Scott and Dan. Dan. That's potentially the funniest thing we've ever done was finish that set, get the whole audience on stage what was and then just song? left. It was, um, you're too shy to shy. Oh my God. No, that's not, that's we not had a dance gonna, routine. Do you know what? I actually don't think for its time it was that bad. It wasn't. It was funny and it was good crack. Because it was also Because we didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Because there was a time whenever like, when, and I think that's maybe back to what we were saying about like people who do it for a hobby. We were taking it seriously but there was no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we wrote it that day. Yeah, and we fucked about and like remember, like there was nights we had like wasn't there rap battles happened one night in the pavilion because there was like nobody there, so everyone just fucking wrote yeah, these raps in the back. That room rings a bell. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's what like it's what I imagined late in life the fringe was like yeah, fifteen years just ago. Just a bit of a sense of this isn't what normal gigs are like. Yeah. Just something out of the ordinary, yeah. I liked I like those days a lot. I know. Don't miss that. I miss I mean, it's better to have money, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, who needs friends? <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Who needs dreams? Whenever you've got, you know, it's so funny. Like, sometimes people text or message our podcast and be like, you know, there's someone who like trolls it, one person, right. and you, you would vaguely know him. I think he did stand up maybe like ten years ago, uh-huh. but he'll say things Where's like he he'll say things like. Uh, so he, what he'll do is he tweet another podcast and be like. Good to see that you are actually real mates and not just doing it for the sake of. This person doesn't think that me and Dave are oh, friends. Really? <laughs> I'm like, hey man, we're more than friends. You know what I mean? Oh, this cunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just funny to me that people think. Sorry, like, I'm a C bomb. Like, we don't really make any money doing this podcast, Aye. so people think every week me and Dave get together for about three hours and like hang out the rest of the week just to really emphasize the fact that now nah, we're mates. We just. Aye. That's just funny to me. It's odd people. But I, fuck him. Aye. Big gap tooth, stonehead bastard. He's going to smash us the whole. We wait and see. We wait and see. He's not going to pay for it. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Invoice man. Uh, I want you to, uh, you know, like, we're like, let's finish, but I want to finish by saying this too. The way we challenge each other, like, get a word in. Uh-huh. Why don't I challenge you to get a word into your Ulster Hall set? You challenge me to get a word into the waterfront set? Yeah. Um, I want you to say. I uh, I want you to say bespoke because that's a word we talk about in the podcast. It's a, it's a former catchphrase. I want you to say the word bespoke. Bespoke. Okay. Yeah. You got a word for me? You want me to throw in the waterfront? Okay. Is there any words you have difficulty saying? Uh, there was a word today in filming. I I I kept fucking up, but I can normally say it. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because uh-huh. I can't say the word terror. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Or I said, or I did, but if I try to say it, I go pterodactyl. Right, right, right. Uh, my mum my can't say scientist. She says scientist. And a lot of people... Scientist. Fucking hell, yeah. So, and I know loads of people in Northern Ireland who can't say penguins, so they say penguin. Penguin. Aye. Penguin. I know, uh, who's that? Biscetti. Biscetti. Biscetti's another one. Biscetti Bolognese. I knew somebody who couldn't say Walsh or Welsh, so the way like, just couldn't Wait. get the L-S-H <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so it can be a word. I mean, it can be as it can be as random uh, as you like. You know, detrimental. Detrimental, not a problem. All right, but spoke easy as fuck. Like detrimental, no problem. Right, it's I, I can do it all right, like now. Okay. So, like, I'm spoken to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're detrimental. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here, fuck it. Let's not do it at the show. There's too know, much pressure cheer, on those. For the guys, yeah. um, cheers for coming on the show. Um, before we give final plug to Waterfront, uh, I'm on tour Shine.net. We can get tickets from Mickey as well, and. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got dates, dates coming up. Um, your show Waterfront, or your show Neil Straw, There's very little tickets left for it. If you want to get them, Shine.net. I dare say there's going to be pints happening after that. I dare. Say I dare for Bar Best has forecasted it. Aye. He says okay. there's a good chance of heavy showers. Yeah. Pints. Uh, we're doing lime. This podcast won't be out in time, so don't worry about that. I'm in the Braden Balamina Friday the twentieth of this month. Then twenty first. I'm in Lisbon, 22nd Dundalk, 24th Dublin, 26th Newton Abbey, 27th Newry, 28th Waterfront, 4th of October, Coleraine, 5th Daly's and Oma, and 18th is Enniskill and Shine.net for those. And we're doing like a live Boytown podcast 
but it's a secret podcast for Patreon mm-hmm. supporters, and you can't go to it if you don't support Patreon. Magnet. Um. So we'll we'll announce it, and we're also doing a hundred and sixtieth episode live or a hundred and fiftieth. I don't know what it is, but I know we're doing it. But yeah. I don't sort this sort of thing. Yeah, no, I just. Twenty uh, fifth of October. Twenty fifth of October. Also, if you're in, um, if you're a student, me and Mark McCarney are doing a run of Jordanstown, McGee, and Coleraine from the twenty third to the twenty fifth. Can I um, can I ask a admin question? Is that to be true? No. All right, because I think uh, I may be doing that too, but not with uh, like a, a I, different time. Um, no, it was just through one of the girls from the uni. Oh, okay. Girls, um, when is that? I think twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. I want to say of, of September. Oh, next sweet. week. Yeah. Um, or the week after. What are you doing, Jordan? In the halls? No, I'm, I'm guessing in the student union, just in the like in the rebar somewhere. Um, sweet. Hi. Right. Yeah, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Um, I'm not sure what order. I think it's going to go McGee, Jordanstown, Coleraine. Right. Does make sense geographically, but sure. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, oh, Michael, thank you very much for for, for coming on to the podcast. Dave will be back next. In fact, you know what? Let's put out a vote. Do people want Dave back next week? Message a Boytown page. If you want Mickey to stay on, Mick? Mickey stays on. Do we, I, actually, if you want me to do my own podcast, I can use your office because I haven't got any gear. Yeah, you can. Um, well, you can use it. Um, to friends. In front of me, I, I probably don't want to do my own. It's nice to have company. Okay, we'll Spend come. so much time alone, Shane. All right, Mick, um, don't worry about it. We need to wrap just, up this podcast. Uh, happy birthday to... No, no. We need to wrap it up. I need to get my dinner's here. Oh, my. I know it was after your wedding and your wife's all the way up. It's just, I just feel. Yeah, no, I'm waiting. Sometimes it will be taking me seriously. Can you lock up? I'm going to head on. I don't stop.